When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone listening. Tuesday, the 23rd of January, 2024. Even looking at that number looks a little strange to me, but we are in 2024. Good morning to those of you listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Vossie and Brandy. And for the first hour, welcoming everyone listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time. And of course, everyone else listening across the SEN network, good morning to you. There is so much sport to get through this morning. I have Jaleesa Apps with me, Trent Copeland in the chair this morning alongside Jaleesa. There is so much to talk about that's happened in the last 24 hours. I cannot wait. Whoa, what is doing with my computer? There's a bit going on over there, <laughs> is there? There's a bit going on. Here we go. Yes, yes. Good morning, Copes. How are you? Yeah, I'm going well. Um, you? Uh, good. I actually had some sleep last night, which is good. Sorry to the listeners for yesterday's show. No, it's always <laughs> enjoyable when you're running on fumes and uh, other people, you, you then also have to sit in a broadcast environment where everyone yeah. gets to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, there was some interesting discussions yesterday morning. Yeah. Let's all move on. Yep, okay, let's move let's past move that. Let's move to a better show. Yeah, we have Josh Brown's unbelievable innings from the Big Bash last night and the Brisbane Heat progressing through to the final against the Sydney Sixers. We'll talk about that today. We'll also have Jordan Silk from the Sixers on the show ahead of tomorrow's BBL final. Uh, Glenn Maxwell has had a boozy night out, which we need to delve into. Yeah. That's always fun to explore. Uh, we had a scare through Broncos camp. We've got uh, an interesting story coming up with Nick Dunlap from the PGA Tour and being an amateur winning a tournament with no prize money on offer. So second place gets that money. That's yeah. pretty well, that's wild. That's what happens when you're an amateur and you win golf tournaments. At all. That's the, I mean, you get, the thing is he gets a bit out of it because he now gets to play in all the majors. So, and he gets to go on the PGA Tour. So it's like an automatic ticket in now that he's won that. Yeah. But when you're an amateur and you win those golf tournaments, you don't get the money. Yeah. I don't, I want the money. Yeah. Let's flip that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because often, you know, amateurs have, or people trying to make their way are losing out money big time yeah. until they actually crack yeah. it. So, And then it's cruel. You're like, well done on winning this log. You don't get nothing. Second place must be just going like, okay, mate, good on you. Yeah. Well done on that win. I'd give him some. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Big Bash final tomorrow night, we've got double passes to give away during the show. So listen out through the morning. We're going to have a few questions. We'll get some callers coming in. Uh, that number 1300 01 1170 is the open line and 0457 736 736, the Edgewater Homes text line. Uh, as far as the Big Bash, the Brisbane Heat, which for those of you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy, last night would have been unbelievable. But even to the average cricket fan, Josh Brown's knock of 140 from 57 balls last night Broke the record for the most sixes in an innings in the competition's history. And it reminded me a lot of Craig Simmons way back when, when he did it for the Perth Scorchers. But let's just, before we discuss it, let's take a listen to Mark Braybrook on SEN last night. 
Thornton bowls and in the air that is slapped with disdain deep mid wicket by Brown at his best. So Baisley now bowling from the southern end to Brown pitched up and picked up and put on the top deck again. As he bowls again Pope drags it down hit high wide and handsome again by Brown it's almost out of the ground. So short round the wicket from the southern end on the stumps into the air over the fence again. Boyce bowls again from the northern end. A little bit flatter, shorter, and it's six more. Brown has put it into the dugout. Quicker, flatter, and he's just picked it up over cover for six. Just wide of long off, and it's gone all the way for six. Payne to Brown, up in the air. Who wants to catch that? The keeper's calling for it. It's a really tough one. Nielsen under it. That's some sort of catch to end some sort of innings. He ran back to almost the boundary. The ball went that high, went out of our view. And what a way for the innings to come to an end. An innings that those are here at Carrara will never forget. So that's Mark Braybrook on SEN calling Josh Brown's unbelievable innings. Uh, what did wow, you think of that? Amazing. I'm learning it for the first time now because <laughs> given I had no sleep, uh, I wasn't watching that. Chose um, a good one to miss. I went to, yeah, jeez. <laughs> Didn't I pick that well? Uh, watched, I've watched the most boring games at times, and then yeah. I miss the really good ones. But although I have to say there has been a lot of really good games lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, but cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, sounds, sounds like a ripping innings that I need to watch. Well, one of the good news stories out of, and I was tweeting last night, that I think this is what the Big Bash is all about. It's, it's yes, the inclusion of overseas superstars, mm-hmm. but it's also our – progression from Premier Cricket, where Josh Brown dominated the KFC T20 Max competition up in Brisbane, where they then rewarded with a contract. And he's just playing old-fashioned grade cricket at the top level. It's it's magic to watch, to be honest. Uh, Spencer Johnson, left arm, fast bowler, who started to play for Australia in recent times. He took three for 20 and Nathan McSweeney Three for three. So the Brisbane Heat now travel to Sydney to take on the Sixers in the BBL final on Wednesday at the SCG. So it's the Big Bash final that many predicted after injuries to the Scorchers. uh, And if in the event that the Strikers made it through, that Matt Short didn't score runs and score big during the final series. I think we got the final that many will have wanted to see. Yes. Um, I was hoping the Strikers uh, would win just because I'm a Sixers fan. I was <laughs> hoping that the – I mean, I'm a Sixers fan in this scenario. I'm actually a Thunder fan, but they didn't give me much to cheer about this no. season. Um, I am just – at the start of the Big Bash, I would not have thought the Sixers would have been in the final. I just looked at the roster and thought, oh, they're getting a bit – getting on a bit. And we've probably said that in the last few years. Yeah. They keep getting good, though, and they keep staying good. Yeah. Well, Stephen O'Keefe is the example, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Another cricket story. Uh, There's plenty to talk about this morning, but we have to talk about this. Glenn Maxwell, uh, Cricket Australia, says his omission from the ODI squad has nothing to do with the revelations he was hospitalised following a boozy late night in Adelaide last week. He recently fell off, how's this for a resume, fell off a golf cart during the ODI World Cup in India, mm-hmm. and 12 months ago broke his leg during a mishap at a friend's birthday party. So we don't know why he – all we know about the hospitalisation was that he wasn't in overnight, right? Yeah, so, and it was after a six-and-out uh, 
gig yeah, in is, Adelaide yeah. after the test? Um, well, first of all, I hope he's okay because yeah. you don't go to hospital because you're okay, do you? No. But does he maybe need like a someone with him? Like he's had some <laughs> awful luck. Does he need some support on a night yeah, out? Yeah, does he need like just someone following around going, ooh, that golf cart. I mm. don't know. That dance floor. Mm, mm. Looks a bit slippery, you know? Um, maybe RSA, you know, <laughs> at, right. the, at the point where he gets to a certain number of um, beverages. Interesting the, the take that it, di- it didn't have effect on the ODI. No, look, I'll speak from experience there and say that, you know, I don't, not my personal experience having been hospitalized, I say, but I just mean us. in terms of how this process would work, that was done well in advance of this happening. So I think there comes a point where majority of people who have seen Glenn Maxwell's last 12 months, including a World Cup, IPLs, all sorts of stuff, and saw his performances during the Big Bash at times, they were very good. So I don't think it's anything other than just take a chill um, and make sure that you're fresh for okay. other times. But still, you can't <laughs> you can't ignore the fact that there are these things happening. Um, yeah. And still a massive story. Uh, so there's plenty to talk about in the world of cricket. We've got some interesting stories, though, happening. Uh, there was some online yesterday, Jaleesa, and we're not talking sport necessarily all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a number plate story here. Go on. I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. So the headline, Australia's most expensive number plate for sale at auction. It's called dubbed a unicorn okay. because of how rare it is. Australia's most in-demand number plate has come up for sale, but its auction price has soared past $10 million. $10 million. New South Wales registration plate number one. So it has a New South Wales and a number one black and white number plate is one of the most expensive number plates in the world. Cool. Like, doesn't get me excited. Like, (laughs) do we care about... Do you have personalised number plates? No. I, yeah, you are talking to the wrong guy. Uh, I, I uh, spend z- less than zero time on what number plates drive past me. I couldn't even tell you my own. Right yeah, I, cu- I couldn't tell you my own number plate either. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I hope the footballers are listening this morning because this is a little tip oh, here we go. for you all. Here's a little tip. Don't get personalised number plates if you don't want a camera to find you. Ah, so the stakeout. Trick. If you are being staked out and you have your number plate, particularly if you have a very unusual name, if someone's staking me out and I've got my number plate as Jaleesa, gee, it's easy <laughs> to find. Do you know what I mean? So don't have your, if you are a player or a notorious person or like, you know, someone famous, don't have personalized number plates. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, do for our sake, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, it's so easy to find you. If you're wanting any sort of anonymity, maybe that's not the way to go. Yeah. Anyway, that's, I found that a fascinating story. 10 million bucks. I'm not sure you could get me to pay a hundred for it. But anyway, I, there's I obviously could, a market for it. I couldn't care less. <laughs> the Camry is fine how it is. Yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, cars just aren't my thing. They're either. not your thing? No. I well, could, I like cars, but it's not like it's something that I'm outwardly chasing. Like I, I have to have this. Less. Yeah, me if too. If I won the Powerball tomorrow, I'm driving the Camry still. I could not care less. Love that from you. Love yeah. that. It just authentic, Jaleesa. I just. What is the point? Like mm. I get some people are into it. If it's your thing, it's your thing. But like, it's mm. just a, it's getting me around. That's it. 
tell us, do you have a personalised number plate? 0457 736 736. And what is it? And what was the story behind it? Yeah, what is it so we can find you? Well, more the, <laughs> what, like, what leads you to the decision? You know, are you out there chasing, like, a specific word or do you throw in a number? Yeah. Oh, I guess some people get it for, like, their I, – I know, like, some parents when they give their kids, like, a, you know, car for their 16th or 18th or whatever. Yeah. And not necessarily the best car. Sometimes they get, like, a hit. They give them personalised number plates. It's kind of cool if you keep the same number plate your whole life. That's true. That's true. Uh, We did speak about it briefly in the golf. Nick Dunlap, he's become the first amateur since Phil Mickelson in 1991 to win a PGA Tour title at the American Express Tournament in California. And as you were saying, Jaleesa, $1.51 million US is the prize for the winner of this tournament. But the amateur, Nick Dunlap, is not eligible. So the runner-up gets that prize packet. So just... Think about that scenario now while you listen to Nick Dunlap talking after the win. I told Hunter that, that we hadn't faced uh, much adversity yet and, and uh, you know, hitting that ball in the water on seven and it, it tested everything I had. You know, I missed missed a couple putts that I thought I was going to make and um, just kind of like uh, my sports psychologist, Brett McCabe, it's, I went over a, a scenario for today probably a million times and it it's never going to go how you plan and, and it didn't and... I'm so happy to be standing here. So there's still the prestige and the, you know, getting over the hurdle for winning your first title. And no doubt that's accelerating the path to winning a lot of money on tour. Mm. (laughs) But you can't hide the fact that sitting in the bar, you know, with your team and your sports psych that you just talked to, sports psych's got some work to do because that's 1.5 million that's not there. I mean, he'll, I guess he'll go on and, um, uh, we've got actually Port Macquarie Pearl making this point. Don't worry, J.A. They say that young golfer's win yesterday is worth at least five times the prize money to him in sponsorship deals as soon as he turns professional, which he'll probably do immediately. Money doesn't buy happiness. If it does buy you the big boat, you sail right up next to it on. Yeah, I it's it, I get the point there, Port Macquarie Pearl, and I guess you can't quantify it until that happens, yeah. but, man, it'd sting. <laughs> it's sting, sting knowing the possibilities. Uh, um, I mean, he's got a good last name for sponsorship, like Dunlap Dunlop. Oh, yeah. Mm. You could be in marketing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. My next move. <laughs> We've got plenty of texts rolling in on the Edgewater Homes text line. 0457 736 736 is the text number. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. But we'd also love to hear from you. The phone's... And open line are available. Give us a buzz on 1300 01 1170. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Here comes that pressure. Mayfield in the middle. Intercepted. It's Derek Barnes. It's off to San Francisco for the Lions. So that's the Lions defeating the Buccaneers 31-23 yesterday in the NFL to make their first NFC Championship game since 1991. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Now, the NFL, Jaleesa, I'm clearly a big fan. Yeah. Maybe not so much, but the, (laughs) the Buccaneers have had a really good season and I think Coach Todd Bowles and... Baker Mayfield, who had been written off in his career as okay. you know number one draft pick for the Cleveland Browns, was written off. 
played at a few different franchises, then he lands at the Bucks and makes a real success of it. That's one story. I think you can lock in an extension to Baker Mayfield. But the Lions fans, last week we discussed it, that they hadn't won a playoff game in so long. Mm. There was fans in the stands crying during their first playoff win last week. Mm. They now progress and they take on the 49ers next week. Mm. Uh, essentially, to get into the Super Bowl, it's, it's an amazing story. But I want to talk to you about the Chiefs and Ravens game. Mm-hmm. So the Chiefs played the Bills yesterday. Yeah. There's a family that is quite synonymous with NFL at the moment. Mm. And, I mean, the Chiefs beat the Bills 27-24. We'll talk about the game in a moment. Mm. But there's a certain family and a certain lady that was in a box at the match. Are you a bit over it? I am a bit. <laughs> I'm a bit. I think at the vision yesterday of uh, Travis Kelsey's brother. Yeah, Jason. Jason. Like the shirt off, the character. I was just like, okay, this is a bit, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit It's a bit of a display, isn't it? It is. It's, Do you like it? I mean, he also then goes and, you know, there was a Taylor Swift fan that was, had a sign and was like literally not watching their game most of the time, trying to point the sign to say Taylor Thanks Swift. The cardigan, was that one? Yeah, there's... Oh, I don't know if that was the specific one. Oh, I one. saw a sign saying thanks for Cardigan, which is a song. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Jason then goes down, picks her up, and then lets her meet Taylor Swift in the box. Oh, anyway, but it was just, it was pretty wild that watching... You uh, can't do that once. Yeah. You can't do that once because then every fan is going to hold a sign yeah, why now. Why not me? Why not me? Be like, oh, if I, I don't know. Obviously, she's fine with it. I'd want to I'd hang out and have no one watch me. Yeah. But... I mean, I guess they 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 do it all the time, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, so the Kansas City Chiefs. So Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs get the job done in Buffalo, twenty-seven twenty-four. Now coming to the end of this game, it had been back and forth, offenses dominating the game, particularly Pat Mahomes in the second half started waltzing down the field, and the Chiefs were scoring quite easily. But the Bills were marching on a final drive down to the two-minute warning. They had the opportunity to get into the end zone. They couldn't do that. So the kicker, Tyler Bass, had a chance to level the game in close to the final stages. The game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Yeah, the most dreaded words in Buffalo indeed. So wide right misses the field goal, which would have tied the score at 27 apiece. And we would have been headed for overtime, I'd imagine, uh, barring a Pat Mahomes masterclass. So some great games in the NFL, but we now have the Lions up against the 49ers and the Chiefs against the Ravens to see who makes the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, From an NFL fan's point of view and a 49ers fan's point of view, last week was torturous. Um, I'm looking forward to next week, but I'm not sure I'll be functional on Monday morning. Mm. Uh, But good viewing. Good viewing nonetheless. We've had plenty of texts coming in this morning, 0457 736 736. A couple on their uh, private plates, personalized yeah. number plates. There's one good one here from the big G. Uh, I have personalized plates. My wife and daughter got them for me for my 50th anniversary a couple of years ago. It's the Panthers plate with my initials and the year I was born. Cheers, the big G. So that's one that I love. Yeah, I love that sentiment. as well. Like the sentimental ones, like another one says, hi guys, my mate and I bought number plates for each other 40 years ago for our 21st birthday. They were only a one-off payment. 
Dougie and Pimot. That's really cool. Mm. Like to have them all the years later and be able to say, it's the personalized plates that are like, particularly like, you not the initials and then there's random numbers. It's when there's like straight out your name and your name's very unique. Yeah. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. It, there's some cheesy ones out there as yeah. well, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. It, anyway, there's plenty of texts coming in this morning. Please send them in. We've got a couple of double passes to give away to the Sixers Heat game, the Big Bash final tomorrow night. And we'll also talk to Jordan Silk later in the show ahead of that Big Bash final. We'll have BP, Brett Phillips coming on to chat Australian Open as well. Plenty more coming up after the news. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Brekkie, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making news. Cricket Australia are investigating an incident involving Glenn Maxwell in which he needed hospitalisation after a night out in Adelaide last week. Sounded like a ripper night. Uh, Usman Khawaja will train with the Aussie team today after he was uh, cleared of that delayed concussion and obviously scans cleared him of the broken jaw, which is fantastic news. The other news out of Aussie camp, Travis Head will join the team in Brisbane today and he may have to play the test match under team isolation protocols after he tested positive to COVID. Uh, Play stopped last night at the Aussie Open uh, during Alexander Zverev's win over Cameron Norrie after a protester got up out of her seat and threw free Palestine leaflets onto the court. In the absence of security intervention, a pair of fans took the matter into their own hands and escorted her from Margaret Court Arena. We might unpack that in a little while. Uh, and a scare through the Brisbane Broncos camp yesterday with Adam Reynolds injured at training and limping off the field. His teammate, Xavier Willison, was asked about the incident. No, I, I didn't see it. I was out of the draw at the time. But um, I'm, I think it was an ankle, but I don't know. He might just be old. <laughs> <laughs> he might just be old. Uh, the phone lines are open and we have lines available right now. Call us on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 to have a chat. There's another story that's going around that's uh, NRL clubs heading to Vegas have expressed nervousness over how some players will be able to get in with visas. So this is a story coming from Andrew Webster in the Sydney Morning Herald. So four clubs, the four clubs have expressed concern over several unresolved issues, including the players' visas. This is a really interesting one because you need, so essentially my understanding is you need a working visa. So certainly I do to get into Vegas. So my working visa was submitted two, three months ago, then you, the, the wait at that time for an appointment, because then you have to go into appointment in the embassy, hand your passport over. That wait for the appointment was like 82 days. It is a very long process. And I actually said to someone at the time at one of the clubs, one of the staff members, I said, oh, how'd you guys go with your, your visas? Because I was just assuming everyone was getting working visas. I said, oh, I don't think we need them. I think it's all <laughs> taken care of. And I was thinking... Okay. And they sort of said, oh yeah, uh, I think it's just Nesta. And I was thinking to myself at the time, I don't know if it is. I'm pretty sure like I'm a working visa because of media. I, I, I would think that players, they're, they're working over there essentially. Yeah. But I thought, oh, the NRL's probably, you know, they, they've got all this tied up. And I, I think it's a, it's a big process to get Vegas underway. I trust that the NRL, if anyone can pull all this off, it is Peter Philandis. Yeah. So I'm sure if there are visa issues in there, they will be resolved. But it just goes to sort of show the 
the complication of sending this. And America's not an easy country. We, you know, we think of America as it's not too different to us. It's easy. It's really hard to get into, yeah. especially if you've got any kind of mark against your name, um, almost impossible to get into. Mm. Uh, and essentially, because you are working, it can't be done on an ESTA. An ESTA is like your travel visa. Mm. Mm. So what you're telling me is there could be a few people who were expected to be there just chilling out in Sydney. Well, I mean, I don't. I, I assume it's all going to be resolved. You would hope it's all going to be resolved, but um, it's only five weeks to go. There's not a lot of time to resolve any of these issues. Is mm. This is one of those things where, I mean, the MLC Major League Cricket T20 mm. happened last year for the first time, and we sort of encountered these sort of things with replacement players, where yeah. if someone gets injured. You know, it's unknown. You didn't know that person was going to get injured. Then how can you replace that player? Because they are going to have to work. They need a visa and you can't do it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a difficulty for sports when you're not just an American sport. I mean, they often turn themselves world champions when they win things over there. Yeah. I uh, went but, to the Ashes last year, right? Yeah. We had to fly through San Fran. So I was taking a very strange route to get That to is England. very strange. Very strange, but I'm a bit tight and I picked a cheap ticket. Anyway, so we go through San Fran. I had an Esther. You need an, you need an Esther to go through San Fran. So I wasn't getting out of the airport. But an Esther for reference takes like 20 seconds on your mobile phone. Yeah. I guess the issue with that is, Trent, when you didn't realize till 20 seconds before you're about to board. Ah, yes. And they're telling you. (laughs) So I actually had the Esther because I had been to America. When I went to the Rugby League World Cup, I tacked on a bit of an American trip. Nick, my partner, did not have the Esther. So I said, like, God bless. Good luck. See ya. Uh, Not missing the ashes for you. (laughs) He got it with 15 minutes because you apply online. He got it literally 15 minutes before we had to board. And only because he is so anal about us being at the airport eight hours before you need to fly out. Well, in this if case, we were, justified. <laughs> if we were running on my timeline. Uh, Rooster Man says, it's Esther. You can work on an Esther. No, you can't work on an Esther. There you go. You can't. You, you need a working visa. I always say to people when they ask me, what's working with Jaleesa like? Well, you know what? You learn something every day. Yep. It might be about life. In this case, it's yep. about travel. Uh, if you go into the States, get ahead of it. Yeah. Because you need a working visa. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't try and just get slip in there. <laughs> uh, Eighty-two days as well. It's not, I, and no doubt that's deliberate, so that people can't just make, you know, spur of the moment trips to the US for security reasons, making sure that people yeah. who come there have a legitimate reason. You but can, it's still, it's. You can get emergency appointments, but uh, in terms of working, they're still weeks long. They're not. You can come in tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh, anyway, it'll be interesting. Well, let's get on Volandis' watch because if there's something that needs to be fixed, generally he jumps in and fixes it. Yeah. Uh, we've had plenty of texts coming in. 0457 736 736 is the Edgewater Homes text line. Uh, morning Immortals, anyone would need a drink or eight to get through six and out gig? Iron Bronco, that's harsh, but Ooh. fair enough. Andy, uh, we all have that one mate who can't handle his alcohol. Who's mate is Glenn? Well, he's got a few mates in the cricket environment. Uh, uh, and I understand that it was the whole, basically the entire Australian cricket team went out to that gig after they had won the match on their way to go and do other celebrations. Mm-hmm. So he did have a few mates there. Can I just correct myself? I actually just Googled Rooster Man. Sorry, I just 
I, Ooh, you actually, there are some circumstances where you can work on it, Esther. Right. So maybe maybe there's like a... What's the proviso there? Well, it says if there's a car... Oh, God, it all gets a bit legal, doesn't it? But uh, if the company you're working for is outside of the US, so maybe if they're doing no other work... And they're working for the NRL, which just is an for Australian the NRL, business. Maybe they are, can get through an investor. So I apologise, Rooster Man. I didn't think... So maybe you've Esther. gone through all this maybe I've got No, I no did need a, I needed a media... Media mm. pass. So a media like, I don't know. I don't know why, but they don't, they, you got to go through media anyway. Um, but maybe they, so maybe it is just an Esther and there's just like cl- clarification needed. Yeah. And what players. Cause on like, arrival or yeah. something or they've got an agreement. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, thanks for pointing that out, Rooster Man, because I thought you couldn't work on an Esther at all. Yeah, I, I have very little knowledge of the subject. I've only ever gone to America for holidays, and yeah. that's probably all I'll ever go there for. Mm, mm, anyway, well, look, it, you know, we discover things on this program. We make mistakes. We and you've just corrected yourself within less than five minutes. Yeah. Well done. Well, well done, Rooster Man. Man uh, <laughs> the, the text line is lighting up this morning. There's lots of sport to talk about. Plenty more coming up after the break. It is Summer Brecky here. Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you. Summer Brecky is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. SEN, there is so much sport to cover throughout the day and overnight there's been so much news to get through. But in cricket, we've already spoken about the Big Bash. Mm. There was some news yesterday, Jaleesa, that Big Bash sensation Jake Fraser-McGurk is on the verge of an international debut after he was called into the Australian ODI squad as the replacement for Glenn Maxwell, yep. who's obviously been rested. There's a bit going on there. Uh, and Queensland seamer Xavier Bartlett has also been added to the squad. Now, he was outstanding for the Brisbane Heat in mm. getting to the final, and he's been rewarded after many years of playing his trade for Queensland and the Brisbane Heat with a new ball. So interesting young cats on the scene there for Australia, uh, particularly Jake Fraser McGurk, well, he's not a cat. He's nicknamed the Rooster. Um, But he is now playing in the IL-20, IL-T-20 over in Dubai and and killing it. So he's had quite the meteoric rise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Other news too, Travis had COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so he'll have to – you keep thinking we're past the old COVID, but (laughs) there's still protocols, and so he'll arrive actually late to Brisbane. Yeah, and I think even at the height of COVID, there was protocols in place that would allow players to play and have protocols in place so that they didn't come into contact. They're sort of doing the air high fives to people, sort of staying away from teammates whilst on the field, separate change rooms. So I think in this current state that we're in, there's absolutely no danger that Travis Head misses a test match. No, I guess he just can't be with this side in the the lead-in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that he's sort of, you know, you're in your own hotel room. You're not sharing rooms anymore in this day and age. So I think it's a relatively safe one for Australia in terms of playing the test match. Now, the text line 0457 736 736. We've been tackling all the big issues here today, mm. uh, how to get into America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's been some interesting texts coming in in that regard. Yeah. Uh, Andy, the best tip I ever got about flying to the USA, fly to Hawaii clear customs, and then fly to mainland domestic. Why are they less, I don't understand. Well, I'm assuming they're, you know, less, uh, they're a bit more relaxed. 
they're a bit more relaxed in terms of their airport protocols right. potentially. Okay. And then you can fly on a domestic flight where you don't need to clear customs I going don't know. into the States. Do we want to be giving tips out <laughs> to be how to get people in the country? Yeah, if you're dodgy, if you're, how to yeah. get in the States. Yeah. Uh, maybe just get the visa. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know. It's yeah. Just, I'm a bit of a, you're one of those people that like, I get really scared at airports. Like I'm, I'm really like, have I? Let's like, unpack that like for a No, I'm not. <laughs> I really study the customs form and okay. go, have I bought in? You know, like I really think about it. Oh, as in the stuff you got in your yeah, luggage? Yeah, and... like I'm like, I don't, did I leave a bit of fruit in? I don't know. You know, I've, wow. been, I've been eating fruit in 10 years, but. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say scared at airports, is that confined to your own space or are you scared of other things like other people, planes? No, I'm scared of the, 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 Im, like the. Immigration. Customs. Yeah, customs. I'm scared. I'm, they've got me nervous. So when you walk through security, you're like, oh I'm God, freaking, oh God, oh God. I'm freaking, I'm like, why is, what is <laughs> I've done nothing wrong. It's the same as like, you know, when you get pulled over by a police officer. Yeah. I hear like the last cop I got pulled over by, I handed them my phone instead of my license. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, no, your license, love. Really like, calm under pressure. You're really good <laughs> under pressure, guys. <laughs> uh, there's some other ones here about, uh, so players that might have had some prior history with, uh, in this instance, the hedgehog, hedgehog talking about how, how does Reese Walsh get into the mm. States with that cocaine charge on his record? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because that's the thing. There's a lot of, like, like it is really strict into getting into the US. With, mm. I guess maybe all these, maybe there are exemptions all happening in the background. You would have to think. You'd have to think. Like yeah. it would be disastrous for the NF, the NRL, sorry, I, sure to not have Reese Walsh playing in this match. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they've thought of all these things. Like, you know, oh, it, it hasn't come about, like, it's not like Vegas has come. This has been a plan, like a year in the making. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, JA, after yesterday's revelation, I thought you'd have a number plate, <laughs> something along the lines of salty or soy sauce from the Iron Bronco. Who loves the beef stock cubes? So we had this discussion yesterday. Um, I actually don't know how it came up, but I drink soy sauce because I love the salt. Wow. Do you, like, are you a salt? Do you like salt? I like salt. Yeah. I love. Umami, they call it, don't they? Mm-hmm. The umami flavors throughout. Food and things yeah, like that. Right. Okay. I'm not as cultured as you. I just call it. Salt, oh, no, but, um, All good. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I drink soy sauce. And so then, straight out of the bottle. Yeah. And then he texted me and was like, "What about the stock cubes?" And I was like, mm, "Yum, a little oh. stock cube snack. <laughs> Delish." I'm just missing so much in life. You know, that's the other thing that I, you know, when people ask me, "What are you doing when you work with Jaleesa?" Yeah, yeah I actually think there's, you know. Housemates that are named Manus. Manus, yeah. Know. He's gone missing again. He's off gladiators, I reckon. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> we had a text come in from Crisco saying, I watched gladiators last night. It was oh. a tough watch. I haven't been forced to watch gladiators since um, opening night. the opening night because there's been tennis and things and big bash on that is thankfully it's distracted <laughs> the other person in my household. From me watching Gladiators. Uh, Tradies News in a Nutshell this morning, Dan. Uh, How was that? And I believe you've been watching Uh, Gladiators. I've watched the first couple of episodes of Gladiators. first one I watched the whole one. The second one I skipped through and finished within about 15 minutes. It's (laughs) not the greatest, no. 
So we've got Matty Russell on the call, I believe. He's very good. Yeah. He's excellent. He's excellent. I, so I didn't know until, because I've only watched that first episode, I didn't know until you said that. Yeah, very good. Now I'll have to go and watch another episode. And can listening. you confirm the prizes, the prize on, on offer? Well, it's to become a Gladiator next series, if there is to be a next series. Are we happy with that? Is that enough it's of a lure? It's quite physical. Like, I have to say, it's a lot more physical than I thought it would be. So I'd want a bit of cash. <laughs> Let's unpack that a little more, shall we? 0457 736 736. Tell us, would you be happy to be a gladiator next year? Summer Brecky here on SEN. Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you. It's the 23rd of January, 2024. And Jaleesa, as you do so well, you've gone and done the research. Mm. What is topical for on this day? In 1983, the A-Team debuted on American television. You a fan of the A-Team? No. No, I've never watched it either. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) On this day in 2020, China locked down the city of Wuhan in a bid to stop the spread of a mystery new virus. Wild that was four years ago. Yeah, that... It really it fe- feels like it's up in my face still. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it It feels like you're still sort of coming out of it. Australian actor Richard Roxburgh was born on this day in 1962. Happy 67, uh, 62, but uh, sorry, I've just aged him a little bit there. He actually played Roger Rogerson in the hit TV series Blue Murder. Roger, this is Warren Lampranchi. Rogerson. Hello, Warren. Let's get him around the corner. Warren Land Franchi was born in the wrong time. He was more suited to the Roaring Twenties. He wanted everything he could get out of life. The only mistake was he wanted it all at once. Robbie Farah's 40 today. He was born on this day in 1984. That doesn't feel, he doesn't feel 40 to me. Yeah. I was actually looking at a picture of him on Big League yesterday. I don't know, I was just Googling things. But (laughs) (laughs) it was Tigers related, anyway, of him and Benji on the cover of Big League. And I was like, God, they just look such like babies. And Pointer Sisters uh, singer Anita Pointer was born on this day in 1948. There you go. That's on this day. If you're listening through SENQ, 6.93am in Brisbane, we now say goodbye. Pat and Heels are up next. And if you're listening through SEN 11.70am here in Sydney, Plenty more to come, including Jordan Silk straight after the news, which comes up next. Summer breakfast, Tuesday, the 23rd of January, here on SEN 1170. I am in Sydney. Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you, filling in the chairs for Vossie and Brandy. And, of course, anywhere else you're listening across the SEN network or on the SEN app, good morning to you. The top stories of the day, Josh Brown's unbelievable innings in the Big Bash last night. Remarkable striking, 140 runs off, I think, 57 balls. That was really wild. Glenn Maxwell's boozy night out. We've been discussing that uh, and the fact that he was hospitalised. He is okay now, we believe, so that's the main thing, uh, and there's also been a couple of scares through Broncos camp. We've also discussed Nick Dunlap, uh, the first amateur since Phil Mickelson in 1991 to win a PGA Tour title at the American Express Tournament in California. But because he's an amateur, even though the prize money is $1.51 million US, he receives zero. Mm. He gets the prestige. Yeah, well done on the win. He gets the prestige, and he also gets uh, to play the majors, which is pretty cool. That is cool. He doesn't have to go through the... Long process of trying to get on the Pro Tour. He's now he's now on there. Yes, that is very true. Uh, so just on the 
Brisbane Heat. So the Big Bash final is coming up tomorrow. We're going to have Jordan Silk on the show very shortly, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but last night, Josh Brown, 140 off 57 balls last night, including 12 sixes. Here's Mark Braybrook calling it for ES- uh, SEN. Thornton bowls, and in the air, that is slapped with disdain. Deep mid-wicket by Brown at his best. So Baisley now bowling from the southern end to Brown. Pitched up and picked up and put on the top deck again. As he bowls again, Pope drags it down. Hit high, wide and handsome again by Brown. It's almost out of the ground. So short round the wicket from the southern end on the stumps into the air. Over the fence again. Boyce bowls again from the northern end. A little bit flatter, shorter, and it's six more. Brown has put it into the dugout. Quicker, flatter, and he's just picked it up over cover for six. Just wide of long off, and it's gone all the way for six. Payne to Brown, up in the air. Who wants to catch that? The keeper's calling for it. It's a really tough one. Nielsen under it. That's some sort of catch to end some sort of innings. He ran back to almost the boundary. The ball went that high. It went out of our view. And what a way for the innings to come to an end. An innings that those are here at Carrara will never forget. Well, not just those at Carrara. That was one of those innings that all around the world, there'll be highlights played. When you're watching it, it was like watching a video game. It was just unbelievable. So the Brisbane Heat, they progress. They take on the Sixers tomorrow night at the SCG. We'll chat to Jordan Silk very shortly, but... The Big Bash final, we've got double passes to give away. Mm. And what we were thinking about when we watched that, we were thinking about the Craig Simmons 100 for the Scorchers way back when. And tell us what you think is your favourite BBL moment in history. So one 300 we're going to give away to two callers with your favourite BBL moment ever, two double passes to the final, the Big Bash final tomorrow night. Now, mine is relevant to the bloke that we're going to have on the line shortly. Uh-huh. And it was a catch that Jordan Silk took at the Gabba. It's not unlike Jordan Silk. <laughs> He's done it a million <laughs> times. But this, this one in particular was off Brett Lee and it was full length to his non-dominant side. It's still you know, a bird flying through the air stuff. Wow. That was remarkable. It's weird that a catch can stick out so yeah, yeah, so much out of the context of so many years, thirteen seasons of the BBL. Yeah, he's a good he's good to do story on Jordan Silk because uh, a lot of highlights. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the catch. Keys went a man. Whoa! Oh! I can't believe it. That is the best catch you'll see. There he is, Jordan Silk. The best fielder in Australia, Ricky Ponting says. Jordan Silk takes one of the great catches. I tell you something, um, I, I know you would have heard it over and over again. That's one of the best catches oh. that I've ever seen. And still, to this day, the best catch that I've ever seen. Amazing. Amazing. What about you? Uh, mine is also involves Brett Lee, uh, to segue from okay. that. The final of the Scorchers and the Sixers, I think it was BBL 4. Uh, he needed, he well, so they needed three, three off the last three. Um, and he got, he was on a hat trick. Then they needed one off the final ball and there was that almost run out, but the Scorchers, they came home. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? It was such a good finish to a final. Like you couldn't have, you couldn't have asked. It was down in Canberra. couldn't have asked for anything better. And both sixes, would you believe? So call the open line right now with your favorite BBL moment of all time. 
Best contributions will win a double pass to tomorrow's BBL final at the SCG. The open line number, 1300 01 1170. Call us now for your chance to win a double pass. Now, the final is going to be – the first lot of tickets sold out so quickly. Mm. The second batch came on sale, I think, today or maybe it was late yesterday. But great signs for the competition generally. The, yeah. the crowds have been flocking through the gates. And the the final of the SCG is going to be pretty magical. The SCG, always in Big Bash, it's just like the atmosphere is so good. Uh, Socky's going to have another farewell. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we thought it might have been his yeah. last game during well, the regular yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of calling that his last game. Yeah. No, nope. round two. It's, Very sock-like. Yeah, I was going to say, John Farnham, <laughs> yeah. plenty of farewells in yeah. his life. Uh, but there's so many moments. I think of Marlon Samuels as well, throwing his bat. You know, it doesn't need to just be cricket mm. related. It, that was controversial. It was what the biggest sporting leagues are yes. about. So there's, uh, there's plenty going on there. Just before we get to Jordan Silk, a few more texts coming in. Uh, Port Macquarie Pearl, guys, I'm over the Taylor Swift watch mm. at the Chiefs games. Mm. I think many are. But what I'm particularly upset of is Taylor Swift was raised in Tennessee and was a Titans supporter. Do you just drop your team for a dude? Yeah, like where? What Would you point, do that? What, what, well, no, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> yeah. dropping the camera right for anything. What point in the relationship do you get to where you go? Oh, I guess I should. Stop wearing this Tennessee yeah. <laughs> Titans. Because her dad is still a big Titans fan, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine it, it generally runs in the bloodline over there where it's your full family, you're going to games or you're at least, you yeah. know, any Sunday over yeah. in the States, Monday here yes. is just encompassed by entire fever of your team's game. So yeah. it'd be pretty hard to get around that. What are your kids fans or like? We, I, Too we, young. Oh, okay. They're too young, three and 19 months. Okay, so, so they're just too young. They're basically doing what we tell them to do yeah, at the okay. moment. <laughs> you will support this. Uh, mind you, actually, Lennon, our eldest three-year-old, was in Matilda's fever really? during the Women's World Cup. Okay, isn't that lovely? Had a little Matilda soccer ball. We all had gear on and was – that's one of the only sports where he's got really into it. That's so sweet. Yeah, so – who knows? It's yeah, it's going to be interesting. But we've been talking about giving away Big Bash double passes to the final tomorrow night. Uh, the man that I referenced in this moment was Jordan Silk taking an unbelievable catch. What an intro for him. Here we go. Keys went it, man. Oh! I can't believe it. That is the best catch you'll see. There he is, Jordan Silk. The best fielder in Australia, Ricky Ponting says. Jordan and Silk takes one of the, the great catches. I tell you something, um, I, I know you would have heard it over and over again. That's one of the best catches oh. that I've ever seen. And still to this day, the best catch that I've ever seen. How's that for a pump up this morning, Silky? Good morning. I like that. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really nice listen. Um, I think uh, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't got the commentary down pat from uh, from watching it so many times myself. So, <laughs> uh, good. Uh, well, the reason it came up, we're giving away a couple of tickets uh, or a couple of double passes to the final tomorrow night. Um, and we were talking about last night. I don't know, or given that you're playing against them, I've got no, and you're a bit of a cricket nuffy yourself. I've got no <laughs> doubt you were watching last night. Can you explain to me what on earth happened? Josh Brown, 140 runs from 57 balls with 12 sixes. Yeah, I mean, incredible ball striking. Um, you know, obviously we we played on that pitch only a few nights ago and we all found it fairly challenging, um, challenging conditions to, to bat in um, and scrapped our way to a, 
to a 150 sort of total, but well, he got that himself basically, didn't he? So, um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was really clean, really clean ball striking. Um, maybe Adelaide would look at what they, what sort of team makeup they went into that game, having seen us succeed, you know, heavily with, with pace on. So, um, but he's still going to be good enough to hit it. And, you know, he was super clean. There were some shots in that, that innings that, uh, of some of some pretty good balls, uh, which have to be seen to be believed. But yeah, pure ball striking, and he's probably someone that's um, you know almost been a little bit of their missing link with the bat this year. And um, for him to be finding form at the right time is, is it makes it a little bit scarier for us. But um, I'm sure we'll be will be well planned, and I'm, I'm sure all our bowlers have been watching that last night and and coming up with their own ideas. Certainly didn't bother the Heat not being able to play at home, and obviously they'll be travelling for that final as well but how exciting is it to when you're in a final and you're in that scg home crowd whenever the whenever you play at the scg really it goes off yeah i mean it, it's great and i think you know you hear a lot of sporting clubs sort of talk about it being there what 12th man we we'd call it i guess um 9th man in afl all these sorts of things so um, you know, I know Perth probably have that advantage whenever they play at home. Um, I'm sure Brisbane have had that at the Gabba, um, and we certainly feel it at the SCG. So that was such a big result for us the other night to make sure we did secure a home final. So um, to have them sort of on our side, and you know, I believe tickets are, are selling fairly quickly. So um, yeah, hopefully a, a bumper crowd tomorrow night, and they get really yeah get behind us and. Um, Hopefully see, hopefully see a fourth big bash title for the club. Silky, the last uh, momentum is sport, in sport is massive and your last week of big bash has been arguably the form of the tournament for you guys. That win in Perth, which is a really tough place to go and win, and then you win up in uh, at the Gold Coast. Moses Enriquez, your skipper, uh, I know him well, obviously, and, and I think the listeners would love to hear just what he means to the club generally, but his form in the last couple of weeks has been bordering on the best I've ever seen him bat. Yeah, I think you're right. Like the word that sort of comes to my mind is clutch. You know, I think um, even by his own high standards, he'd be probably somewhat maybe disappointed by the output. But um, Moe is much more to our team than, than what his output is to, with the bat. I think that the calmness that he has around the group um, the way he he talks to us as players, um, he he offers so much more than than runs can can sort of outweigh. So it's um, we yeah we love him at the club. I think it's the, a real strength of the Sixers is having someone like Moe captained us for as long as he has. That it, it just gives us all a lot of clarity when we go out there and play. That um, you know he's got the ultimate trust in in what we're all trying to do, and um, you know he he sets standards. He's not just our captain, but he's probably our best trainer. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that, and you can probably attest to that coach as well, how hard he, he, he's always working on his game. So, um, yeah, he's someone that I've certainly looked up to through throughout my career at the Sixers, and uh, I'm sure a lot of other players would probably have the same feeling. And, um, yeah, hopefully his form can continue into tomorrow night. He's, he's batting, like you said, as, as well as I've ever seen him play at this, at this level. How much has it helped being able to keep that side together for as long as you have? I mean, you've always been up around the finals contention. How how much has that helped? Yeah, it's it's huge. I think um, especially when you're sort of coming to towards the pointy end of the season, and um, you can sort of look around and and know that you know you've been 
with a lot of these guys for you know some of us nearly 10 plus years at the at the club so it's um yeah it's one of those things in sport that you crave i, I guess is to have continuity and and consistency in personnel and you know we've just been really lucky to to have had that and you know not only with with players but also with with staff as well like we've had craig shippard at the helm for probably 10 years before that we had trevor bayless for five years so there's just always been a uh, great continuity about what's um, what's sort of happening up here, and it just gives that. Yeah, I don't know how to say it, but you just get you feel so calm, and you understand your role so well that um, it's something that can't be for, taken for granted when you're sort of flying in and out to places. Um, you know that you just everyone's sort of really set in, in how they go about things, and and you have a good understanding of what everyone else is trying to do. Well, we often marvel at the Sixers' success. One thing that is unbelievable is that in BBL 13, you've had Shippy coach for 10 years and uh, yeah. TB coach for five. So 15 years of coaching for 13 years. Well done. It, my maths is not oh, my yeah. strong <laughs> point, Silky. <laughs> no, but the sentiment remains. So I've got to give you a little bit of stick. Hey, where is the game won tomorrow night, mate? If you're looking at both of these teams, I think we've spoken about how solidified your group is. Husey back in form at the top of the order is obviously vital, but when you look at this opposition in the Brisbane Heat and playing at the SCG, the one thing where you, if you can walk into tomorrow night and at the end of the game you've ticked off one thing that made you win the game, what is it? Um, it's it's a really hard one to put. I think there's, I think there are two two of the better bowling attacks in the BBL, and um, yeah, it's it's hard. I I'd love to say that you know cricket intelligence. Um, will be our strength tomorrow night and, and assessing conditions as, as quickly as possible. And I think probably one thing that we've we've probably done really well this year at the SCG, it's been somewhat maybe of a, a frustrating sort of surface um, for a lot of other teams. And um, we have a good handle on what the conditions are, are going to be like. So, um, yeah, hopefully our, our cricket sort of IQ, um, which we talk about a lot, um, is being you know, outsmarting the opposition and, and just having, uh, yeah, being really calm under pressure because um, there, yeah, there's obviously a bit more when you when you get to these sort of games. But um, yeah, just I don't know. I don't really know how to how we'll sort of get past them. But I'm just hoping that that sort of answers uh, what you're thinking there. But um, yeah, cricket smarts and and just sort of playing what's in front of us and having the understanding that we've got a lot of experienced heads in our in our group that that know what to do at the right time. Yeah, that's a good answer, to be honest, Silky. And you guys are in some stellar form. You've been great on SEN all summer for us during the BBL. Tomorrow is the big one for the Sixers taking on the heat at the SCG. Good luck, mate. Good luck. I hope it goes well. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's been good to chat all summer. Thanks, Silky. As we head to the break, we're still taking your nominations for your favourite Big Bash moment of all time. We've got some Big Bash finals tickets to give away to some of the best callers. So call us right now on 1300 01 1170 and tell us your favourite Big Bash moment and you could be off to the SCG tomorrow night. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you this morning. We've been talking Big Bash finals and Jordan Silk joined us on the show just before. If you missed that, check it out on the podcast. Uh, the Big Bash final tomorrow night at the SCG. We've got double passes to give away and we've been asking your favourite BBL moment 
in history. Now, we have Mark from Normanhurst on the line. Good morning, Mark. What was your favourite moment of the BBL? Hey, Mark. Hey, Jaleesa. I agree with Jaleesa. I think Brett Lee's uh, the final, I think it was BBL 4, the last over, it had everything in it. Absolutely everything. What a finale. And it was Brett Lee's final over in cricket as well. It was so good. Yeah, and just the, I don't know how much we see reverse swing anymore, but that over, he was like getting the ball to hoop back in late, hitting blokes on the toe. It was just one of those moments where you're right, Mark, it was, that's nostalgia in cricket for me. Even if you're not a Sixers fan, it was magic. Well, Mark, thanks for calling in. You have won yourself a double pass to the SCG tomorrow night, the Big Bash final. How good? Fabulous. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Can't wait. Good on you, Mark. Enjoy, enjoy the enjoy. game. Enjoy the game. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 We have another double pass to give away. So get in touch with us. Tell us what your favourite BBL moment in history is. We've been talking a bit about sports, but... One of the things that I've enjoyed over the last couple of weeks mm. is Nick Ashman's tips that you've been receiving yeah. and seeing the back and forth between the two of yeah. you on the lack of success, <laughs> potentially, yeah. that's been coming. He's coming in with some really cool niche markets, though. Yes. He's come good with that. <laughs> good banter. Very good banter. But today, it's all on us. Let's talk sports bet. Make it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. So the BBL final to kick us off, Jaleesa, I don't think this would surprise you, but the Sydney Sixers, they are $1.74 favourites up against the Brisbane Heat. They are $2.10. That does surprise me. It does. Yeah. I would have thought the Heat would be, I guess, maybe just the home Yeah. there. But I, I mean, the Heat have been performing really well all season. Yeah, I think they've had a bigger disruption to their team in terms of the players they've lost. Colin yeah. Munro, the skipper, Sam Billings goes... And they also don't have Manus Labuschagne uh, or Usman Kawaja. But obviously last night showed that they don't need them. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there. Yeah, so uh, the second test match is also uh, up and the player of the match. So we've got Steve Smith at $7 the favourite. Pat Cump, which is interesting in itself, given there's a bit of speculation yeah. around should he open the batting and is he the right person for that? Uh, and he hasn't had the Don Bradman-like summer that we uh, know and love. Uh, with Steve Smith just yet. Maybe he's due. Pat Cummins, $7.25. He seems to be player of the match in most games he plays in. Marnus uh, is at $8. Stark at $8. Travis Head, $8. Usman Kawaja, $8. And Josh Hazelwood is at $10. Just quickly on that, last week, Travis Head gets a big 100 and bats incredibly well. Josh Hazelwood takes nine wickets. Mm. Did you think that Travis Head should have been player of the match? Or should it be Josh Hazelwood taking nine wickets? I think Travis Head. Uh, yeah. And I think that it was harder to face the bowling. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it yeah. was a wicket that did offer so plenty. Like, I think Pat Cummins is pretty good value there, 7.25. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, notice that maybe Shamar Joseph worth a look as well on the back mm. of an amazing debut. Uh. First test between India and England. India playing at home, $1.43 favourites. England, $4.10. The draw, $8. But Virat Kohli has withdrawn from the first two matches for personal reasons. So that's, I mean, just the fact that, you know, we watched the Ashes, you were there. Uh, but Basball is fascinating to watch anyway. Yeah. So this series, you know, England, they're either going to get flogged or I think they could actually win matches. So four dollars no ten might between. be some. Yeah, that might be some good odds. Really, that test match, the Ashes, was really where Basball was really tested. Yeah, like I think before that, 
not as much. Yeah. Um, I don't subscribe to it. Do you? Mm. Oh, I'm it's a fan just watching. Yeah, like, I'm a course. fan of watching it. But yeah. I mean, you say Australian bowlers taking them head on. India in India with the spinners yeah, over there. That's yeah, going to be true. a fascinating yeah, watch. Yeah. That's our sports bet update of the morning. Make it look easy with sports bet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Brekkie. It's Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here's what's making news this morning. Cricket Australia are investigating an incident involving Glenn Maxwell in which he needed to be hospitalised after a night out in Adelaide last week. Usman Kawaja will train with the Aussie team today after being cleared of that delayed concussion and no broken jaw after scans earlier in the week, which is great news for Usman. Travis Head will join the team in Brizzy today, uh, but he may have to play that match under team isolation protocols after testing positive to COVID. So we hope that Travis is doing okay, but I don't think there's any danger that he misses that match. No. Uh, play was stopped for several minutes last night at the Aussie Open uh, during Alexander Zverev's win over Cameron Norrie. A protester got up out of her seat and threw free Palestine leaflets onto the court. In the absence of security, a couple of fans took the matter into their own hands and escorted her from Margaret Court Arena. Let's take a listen to Zverev after the match. There's obviously... A lot going on in the world, um, and a lot of uh, you know quite bad things happen. So um, I understand some people are frustrated, um, but of course you know a tennis match has nothing particularly to do with it. Um, but I, I also understand uh, both both sides there. Why wasn't there security? That is a great question. Like that? <laughs> I mean, these are some of the biggest players in the world. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's always an interesting question, security. Like, uh, we go to the lengths of... I've seen in Perth for the first test match of the summer, the security guards in footy boots doing full warm-up, like sprint yeah, warm-ups yeah, yeah. on the yeah. side and having footy boots on. Then you see... There's some famous. There's a famous uh, gif of, in the UK, the pat-down police at a UK football match where the guy is literally just letting people walk through like a turnstile, barely yeah. touching them. Yeah. <laughs> so there's different lengths of security. And uh, also different things are what they can do, I guess. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, just to wrap up the headlines, a scare through Broncos camp yesterday with Adam Reynolds injured at training and limping off the field. Uh, and we've spoken all morning. The phone lines are open and we've got lines available right now. Call us on 1300 01 1170 to have a chat. And we've been asking, what is your favourite BBL moment in history? Because we've got Big Bash final double passes to give away to the SCG tomorrow night. Now, we have Andrew on the line from Melbourne, but you're going to be in Sydney tomorrow, I believe, Andrew. Yes, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you got me pumped up, and uh, I had to go and re-watch on YouTube my Big Bash highlight. Oh, yes. What uh, is it? it is, it's Chris Lynn, five sixes off poor old Hilfie, and then he gives <laughs> a wink. A wink. Come on. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> my favourite by a mile. Yeah. I... And, and, uh... Sorry, mate. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, I was going, going to say one other final thing is today in, in Victoria and in Melbourne, the Premier Cricket have got their under-16 Dowling comp going and uh, 
wishing good luck to the Camberwell Magpies in the semis. So uh, the up-and-coming guys. Ah, very good. Good luck to them. What are you doing in um, in Sydney? Are you, did you come up for the Big Bash or did you come up for no, something I, else? It's, it's a long story and the short bit is I have a role where I work uh, some days in Melbourne and the rest of the, rest of the days in Sydney each week. So ah. uh, great timing. happens that I'll be up there. Yeah. Great the timing. timing. Going for a morning walk and heard SEN like I like to do and I thought he's got to share the five sixes. It's such a classic. Yeah, yeah. that is a great moment, yeah. And you've timed it really well to be your days in Sydney too. I, do you look at the weather yeah. and go, these days I'm going to be in Sydney, these days I'm going to be in Melbourne this week? <laughs> Around sporting events. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, get home for the Australian Open finals. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's worked it well, he's worked it well. Yeah. I think um, those tickets are 6,000 ahead, so uh, I might be giving that one a miss. Well, you've got free tickets here because you've come up with a ripper, the Chris Lynn five sixes in an over. You've got a double pass to the SCG. The Big Bash final tomorrow night, Andrew. Congratulations. Thanks, Andrew. Awesome. Good luck to the rest of your day. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the match. Uh, we've still got double passes to give away, so give us a call right now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 and tell us your favourite Big Bash moment of all time. We've had some great ones. That one, that one was awesome. I'm sure not for Ben Hilfenhouse, but mm. the wink from Chris Lynn, mm. like after the biggest of yeah. the lot, was yeah. up there. Up there. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of texts in. Interestingly, texts on Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has been generating a lot of on the text page. The Reptile says, G'day, Shaggers. Uh, oh, hang on. I've just lost that. I've just lost a Taylor Swift one. From the reptile. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, sorry, reptile. We'll come back to that. Essentially, his uh, his sentiment was that she'll do anything to sort of write an album. Wow. So she's gonna, you know, when we were talking about, is she's gonna stay um, a fan of Chiefs? No. <laughs> no. If no. if she and Travis, uh, Travis Kelsey don't work out, you don't think she will? Well, Fair apparently enough. the reptile reckons that she'll just she anything to sell an album. So here he said, "Come on, Taylor Swift will do anything, including dumping a team and chucking a family off a cliff <laughs> to sell records. That's a bit extreme." Um, she has some the way the Chiefs gear. I think it's been all the Chiefs gear. So when the breakup happens, breakup song breaks records. The reptile, not a bad strategy. Not a bad strategy. <laughs> I think there might be a little bit of love to the story, but anyway. We'll, oh, what, aren't you an old romantic? Yeah, a little. Uh, Dan has said, not Big Bash, but Steve Smith's miracle catch on the boundary to win the Champions Trophy mm. for the Sixers in 2009, I think it was, in South Africa, was a brilliant idea and should have kept going. Trent, were you in that team? Yes, I was. Uh, that was magic. Uh, it, just the Sixers in wow. general at that point. Cricket New South Wales had put a team and the Blues won the Champions Trophy. Um, and then that competition, particularly in Cape Town, uh, just that place in general, uh, Table Mountain right next to the cricket ground uh, and the scenes from team, the best T20 teams in the world going to one spot and playing off. Yeah. And we, we always had our best players playing, like Brett Lee was playing, Mitch Stark, Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins. They were all there and playing. That was a great tournament. Mm. Did that, you what? Do you remember that? No. Yeah. No. It was it was a while ago, and it's hard to do now because there's just always other T Twenty leagues going on, yeah. and the players are here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not really possible, but it was good fun. Yeah. Right. Um, Matt from Penrith, he's got another t the Taylor Swift the Taylor Swift texts that come in thick and vast. <laughs> it's a hot topic to add fuel to the Taylor Swift fire. She's actually a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh wow! 
Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, Matt does. Mm. The listeners, they're all over the Taylor Swift news. Uh, this is an interesting one from Dunny. Cricket players get treated so differently compared to footy players. Glenn Maxwell got injured um, on the drink again. That's a silly goose. Insert football player. What a bad guy. How could he put that team in that position? I, I actually think there's a bit of truth to that. Yeah, I'd and agree. That's not a bad point from Dunny. Like if this was a big name in the NRL, we be a bit more controversial. Maybe I don't more know why it is. But sensationalist headlines yeah, and yeah, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Not not a bad point. We've got plenty of texts coming in, 0457 736 736. And remember, double passes to the Big Bash final. Tell us your favourite BBL moment ever. one 1170 is the number. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Brekkie with Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps in the studio for Vossie and Brandy, who they're not, they're not that far away. We've had a couple of texts coming in about how soon the NRL season is going to be back. The boys will be back soon as well. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We've been speaking about the Big Bash final tomorrow night at the SCG. The Heat travelling to take on the Sixers, and we have double passes to give away to that final. We've already given away two, and we've asked the favourite BBL moment in history for you. And that's what you've got to tell us. Now, we have another caller on the line. Good morning to you, Glenn. You're from Glebe. Is that right? And what's your what's your memory? Well, there, there's, there was two great games in the last 40, uh, 42 hours. The first one was the two catchers on, uh, on Sunday, I think it was, where he dies in front of the wicket. And, and catches in one hand. First, he pushes away the batsman, yeah. and he flies across with one hand and catches the ball. Yeah. And the second one in the same match, where he hits a six, and he basically jumps out, catches it outside the, uh, the boundary, flicks it back inside the field, and juggles it again and catches it again. It was great moments of cricket. Great moments of cricket. Yeah, you're and absolutely right. last night where... He scored 154 runs. He was hitting fours and sixes at will. As soon as he got out, the next five weeks went to about 30 runs. Yeah. They couldn't hit a single. Yeah, it was like the rest of the team. One person had scored so many runs. Seconds later, they bowl, uh, the bowlers get five wickets in, I think it was 30 runs or something. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Glenn. It, it was a pretty wild game. They were trying to hit sixes every ball once Josh Brown had done it. They were like, all right, we've already got 200 for sure. Let's try and get 280. Yeah. Uh, but that was magic and a couple of big moments there. So, Glenn, congratulations. You have a double pass to tomorrow night's BBL final at the SCG. Congratulations. Thanks, Glenn. Okay, how do I pick these up? Uh, we'll sort that <laughs> we'll stay on the line. <laughs> Hopes will give you a call yeah, and, uh, and we'll, he'll sort you out. We'll he'll, make sure you get your tickets. He'll drop it off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got another caller in. This is Hoggy from the Shire. Uh, and we, uh, we've we been talking favourite moments. I, I reference the fact that it doesn't need to all be big sixes or catches. There's some other things that have been happening. Uh, Hoggy, what have you got for us? Good morning. Oh, good morning, Cave. Good morning, Jay. It's been a lovely uh, summer series, so uh, thanks for um, entertaining us all throughout these last few weeks. Thanks, um, yeah, pleasure. look, I was thinking back to, um, yeah, I was uh, thinking back to the times being another great uh, Shane Warren was playing for the Stars, and um, yeah, that, uh, that particular night when he had the big running with uh, Marlon Samuels, I think he was accusing 
Marlon of uh, pulling the shirt of David Hussey. So uh, Warnie uh, obliged by pulling the shirt of uh, Marlon midway uh, down uh, the pitch. And, uh, of course, they quite a stir. It was, um, it was uh, super stuff. Well, as it turns out, we've got the audio. Have a listen. Come on, Marlon. What an over from Shane Warne. Grab some people. Grab some more people. Oh, they were getting into it. They were getting I'd, into it. I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> that's boom. But that's uh, that's also what the Big Bash is about. You know, you can hear it every game on SEN. And when you're watching the games, it's not just about, you know, the cricket. It's it's an entertainment proposition. And that's what we're all about here in the BBL. Hoggy, congratulations. You've just won yourself a double pass to the Big Bash final tomorrow night. How good. Who are you taking? Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, I'll uh, be taking my uh, two uh, boys along. So uh, they'll have a great night. Thanks oh, again. awesome. How good. Well, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Oh, I think um, Socky and his team at um, Sixers will uh, go the line and give Socky the uh, farewell that he thoroughly deserves. Yeah, well said, well said. SEN's own Stephen O'Keefe on his 15th he retirement tour. He can't leave, he can't <laughs> leave because it, who's going to win? Socky, not yeah. the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is his team. If they win, uh, it might be one of those ones where he's like, oh, maybe, you know. Oh, he'd have to. Yeah. No, he said he really doesn't no, want he really, to. he really, he was very <laughs> firm when he was asked. <laughs> uh, one other story within the cricket landscape uh, for the morning. Yesterday, there was really shudders throughout the cricket community because Will Pekofsky, news filtered through that he'd had a concussion or at least was being checked for a concussion during a second 11 match against South Australia yesterday. He was unbeaten on 42 at the moment. He was struck in the helmet after missing a bouncer. I, I, before we discuss it, he was then cleared mm. and went back onto the field mm. and went on to score 89. Mm. So this was not one of those moments where he had to leave the game had to go to hospital at times, mm. the, the significance of obviously the history of concussion in his career. Thankfully, this is a good news story Yes, that he was able to pass and progress and go back out and bat. Mm. Uh, but still, it just keeps popping its head up, doesn't it? Yeah. It, and pardon the pun. Yeah. And that's the, I think it's like out of almost love for Will Pukowski that everyone like holds their breath and goes, yes. you know, I, this is not another one. And thankfully this, this has ended well. Um, but I guess because everyone, he, he started with such a promising career for Australia and everyone wants to see him get back to that point that, yep. uh, whenever you see something like this, you do, your stomach just drops a little bit, but thankfully a happy ending. Yeah. Good news story there. He came back out to bat and hopefully there's no other issues, but yeah, we, we all remember the SCG debut and hurting his shoulder in that point, yeah, yeah. You know, but he really looked up to batting at the test level. Mm. Um, and that was in a really heated contest. Uh, so there's lots to talk about this morning here on SEN, but we're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. SEN summer brekkie, Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you on Tuesday, the 23rd of January. It's just gone eight o'clock in Sydney, 8.04. To be specific, we are going to be specific here this morning. Uh, if you're listening to us on SEN 11.70 a.m. here in Sydney, uh, a very good morning to you and to those of you listening across the SEN network or on the SEN app, 
good morning. Uh, there's plenty to talk about this morning in terms of our top stories. Josh Brown's innings last night in the Big Bash. Record-breaking innings. 140 from 57 balls with 12 sixes. Here's Mark Braybrook on SEN calling the action. Thornton bowls and in the air that is slapped with disdain. Deep mid-wicket by Brown at his best. So Baisley now bowling from the Southern end to Brown, pitched up and picked up and put on the top deck again. As he bowls again, Pope drags it down, hit high, wide and handsome again by Brown. It's almost out of the ground. So short round the wicket from the southern end on the stumps into the air, over the fence again. Boyce bowls again from the northern end. A little bit flatter, shorter and it's six more. Brown has put it into the dugout. Quicker, flatter. And he's just picked it up over cover for six. Just wide of long off. And it's gone all the way for six. Payne to Brown. Up in the air. Who wants to catch that? The keeper's calling for it. It's a really tough one. Nielsen under it. That's some sort of catch to end some sort of innings. He ran back to almost the boundary. The ball went that high. It went out of our view. And what a way for the innings to come to an end. An innings that those are here at Carrara will never forget. Yeah, they'll absolutely never forget it. And on the bowling front, Spencer Johnson, who's made his debut for Australia in recent times, three for 20. And Nathan McSweeney, he only bowled, I think it was even one over. He took three for three to close out the innings. So the Heat, they travel to Sydney to take on the Sixers in the BBL final. Uh, tomorrow night at the SCG. We've been giving away double passes to that. Uh, so thanks for your calls and keep chiming in. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is that number. The other big story in the cricket that we've been talking about, Jaleesa, Glenn Maxwell had a bit of a boozy night out, mm. didn't he? Yeah. Not got a good history. He's hurt himself on a uh, golf cart, broke a leg at a friend's 50th, I think it was. Yeah, missed the entirety of the BBL last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I hope he's okay. Apparently he didn't stay in overnight, so that's good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it is a bit of a strange one. <laughs> strange is probably a good way to put it. Uh, there's a few more stories in the NRL. That, uh, I mean, particularly Adam Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds, if I can spit that out. He was injured at training yesterday, limping off the field. Uh, reportedly, he's on the cusp of signing a one-year extension until the end of next season. Uh, but there has been questions around his long-term fitness. No, I, I didn't see it. I was out of the drill at the time. But um, I'm, I think it was an ankle, but I don't know. He might just be old. <laughs> <laughs> That's Xavier Willison when he was asked about the injury. He might just be old. Yeah, he might. He's, <laughs> he's turning 34 this year, uh, middle of the year, so right in the middle of uh, rugby league season. Um, obviously, was un, well, the Rabbitohs couldn't justify giving him that the length of the deal that he wanted because of his age, and he'd had a few niggles. I mean, since going to the Broncos, he's been fantastic for them, but yeah. age does catch up with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. Uh, Jaleesa, we've got word coming through that there's said to be a big development in relation to a recent big cyber attack affecting millions of Australians. The federal government is set to hold a press conference later this morning with further details. The SEN newsroom 
We'll keep you across that throughout the day. I think that's in relation to the one that happened in October, potentially. Okay. I've only done a quick look on the Google, but I don't know that it's a new one. I think it's maybe further details on that one. Yeah, maybe some revelations as to what exactly happened or the resolution. Who knows? But let's stay tuned on that one. Uh, As far as football is concerned, just before we get to... Another, giving another double pass away. Uh, one EPL match this morning, Brighton taking on Wolves. That's 64 minutes in and nil all the score. That's eighth versus 11th in the EPL. And the Socceroos, they take on Uzbekistan tonight from 10.30pm Sydney time in their final group stage game of the Asian Cup with Australia already through to the round of 16. But if they win or draw, they can top the group, which is important going through to the knockout stages. Okay. Let's get to our caller. We're giving away double passes to the Big Bash final on 1300-01-1170 to, get, to tell us favourite BBL moment of all time. Now, Anthony from Greystones, you've got a ripper here. Tell us about it. Morning, Trent. Morning, Jaleesa. Um, my my favourite moment is actually uh, it was a, a live cross to the great Shane Warne while he was um, bowling and he was uh, talking to Brendan Julian about uh, what ball he was going to bowl next to Brendan McCullum, and he, he he took a wicket with the ball like he predicted. Yeah, absolutely. We've got we've actually got audio of it. Let's take a listen. What about to McCullum, Shane? He might be trying to shake the sweep one after that first one, or maybe even go inside out again a bit harder. So I might try and slide one in there fast. Ooh. Hey! Hey! <laughs> well, you yeah, called it. Try and sweep, so, yeah. <laughs> he did try and say, I've got to say, that uh, we've got to say the king is no longer with us mm. and it brings back memories. You know, when you're talking about greatest moments in the BBL of all time, uh, that's magic. But even just in itself, hearing warning hear talk him, through yeah. his own bowling again, that was, that was great. So yeah. Anthony, you have done us a favor this morning. Two tickets to the big bash final tomorrow. Congratulations. Thanks, Anthony. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. So we've been giving away double passes to to the Big Bash final tomorrow night. (laughs) He was a magician. He was an absolute magician. Uh, Time now, though, to talk to Brett Phillips. Let's chat Australian Open. Thanks to Wilson. Get your game on and join us celebrating the Wilson Summer of Tennis. It's going to be, well, we've been talking about a magician in Shane Warne, but there's a few magicians floating around at the Australian Open, BP. Talk us through your highlights of yesterday's action firstly. Yeah, good morning, guys. Well, uh, it was uh, yeah, pretty clinical from uh, one Carlos Elcaraz uh, last night uh, as to who's going to be the biggest threat to Novak Djokovic to uh, win this uh, title. And, look, he uh, he's looking in superb nick. I mean, to beat, uh, you know, Mimir Kecmanovic, who's a good player, uh, but to make him look a little silly on uh, centre court just goes to show how good uh, this young man from Spain is. And, you know, the Melbourne crowd here, or those coming to the tennis at the Australian Open, you know, it didn't seem last year, um, you know, two years ago he was building and then obviously he shot up so quickly. So they're now appreciating how good uh, the talent is of uh, this young man. And he looks primed, certainly, I would say, to go through to the final. Uh, I mean, Daniil... Uh, Medvedev uh, is also, you know, putting himself in contention. Uh, great hard quarter, you know, he has his best Grand Slam record at Melbourne Park, and shouldn't be dismissed either, being a, um, you know, a two-time uh, finalist. But Elker has to play Alexander Zverev next. I mean, Zverev wins another match that goes over four hours. Yesterday, he's played a couple of marathon matches, uh, the sixth seed, and found a way. And 
he and Alcaraz have had a couple of good battles uh, in the past, so you know, that's an interesting matchup. But the women's, uh, my goodness me, I mean, you could not have predicted, you know, certainly what's left on that side of the draw from yesterday. So, you know, Diana Yastrzemska, Ukraine, knocks out Victoria Azarenka, two-time champion. And then Alina Svitolina, 19th seeded to retire with a back injury three games in. So on that side, we're going to you know, have a new finalist. I think the one that's in the prime position is uh, Xinwing Zhang of China, who's the 12th seed. And she's an absolute rising star of the game, I think, to maybe make the final on that side of the draw. VP, I've been fascinated by Daniel Medvedev and his seemingly a change in demeanour. Um, is he mellowed a little bit? Like he doesn't seem to be getting as fired up as the crowd. Or is he matured? What is he feeling more confident? What is it? Well, it's probably a little bit of maturity. Yeah, um, you know, he's a, he's a fascinating guy. Uh, I, I I love when he comes into a press conference. I love when he gets a microphone in hand because his brain, you can see, is ticking over a million miles an hour. Got a very high IQ. Uh, can problem solve that on that tennis court. But he, yes, he, he's just a, an outwardly emotional character. He's got a bit of a rap file. So he can be sort of hero and villain all in one, Medvedev. And he plays just an unusual style of tennis. I mean, he he returns almost from, you know, uh, two rows back in the President's Reserve. That's how far back he used to return. He doesn't hit orthodox type strokes. Um, but, you know, we love the point of difference. And, you know, all the Russian players across the journey have been a little bit quirky. Um, but he's, yeah, I mean, another year on the tour, and he's also become a dad in the last uh, 12 oh, months. Okay. So life has, uh, life has changed, uh, but in the heat of battle, he's still, he's still pretty, um, you know, pretty fiery, but he, I agree, he's um, just, just pulled it back a notch. He's always trying to work on his sort of emotional state, which, um, look at Rublev the night before, so it's not just confined yeah. to Medvedev, the Russians uh, are a bit more outward. Yeah, the men's quarterfinals, I'm interested to delve into that, uh, mainly on the back of the news that Djokovic is going to play this afternoon. It's going to be quite hot, but he doesn't get the mm-hmm. desired nighttime time slot. So he's got to play at 2.30 p.m. So it's a couple of these quarterfinals. Let's start with Djokovic v. Fritz, but Zvera v. Alcaraz, that looks unreal. And Sinner and Rublev, that's going to be a great watch too. Yeah, look, it's interesting to see Novak get two uh, day games and we've been a permanent fixture at night. I think certainly with uh, Rublev and Demonor finishing at, what, midnight, Sunday night, uh, they've given Rublev um, enough time, proper time to recover. Uh, and Djokovic had played in the day. So I think all about recovery time there. Look, this will be the last time he plays in the day if he wins through Djokovic. And, you know, certainly he's hotly favoured here. I mean, he's got an 8-0 head-to-head with Taylor Fritz. In saying that, their last two meetings, you know, I mean, US Open last year, Fritz, after being, you know, certainly blown apart in the first set, went four and four in the next two. And then, you know, 2021, when it was uh, played with no people in the stands, they had to be kicked out due to the curfew in Melbourne. I mean, they, they played a five-setter here and, and Fritz came back from two sets to love down to make a great contest of that. But he's going to have to find something and, the yeah, the temperature is going to be extremely warm. And then Sinner Rublev... I mean, look, Andre's never won a quarterfinal. I mean, when's he going to break this hoodoo? Zero and nine in quarterfinals. And he comes up, a guy, comes up against a guy who's playing the best tennis of his life right now in Yannick Sinner. Um, so I think Sinner will be nice and fresh for that. Uh, should get it done. Yeah, Carlos Elkarev should be, you know, certainly Zverev. I think we're certainly heading for a Djokovic-Elkarev final, but Sinner's the one that obviously has been the talk of the town here and, 
you know, but his ultimate test will come if he um, gets through to play, you know, Novak, if that's the matchup in the semi. I know it's very hard at this stage, BP, but you sort of did predict a little bit there the final for the men's. What about the women's draw? It's really quite open now, isn't it? Well, it's probably a shame in a way that uh, if Sabalenka gets through today and Coco Goff gets through, that's the semi. Uh, with what's left in the draw, you'd probably love that to be the final, mm. uh, considering we lost Iga Sriontek and Elena Rybakina and Jess Pagula of that big five. Um, and who would win that semi-final right now? Gee, both have been in outstanding form, haven't dropped a set. I mean, just been obliterating opponents, to be honest. And, you know, I just worry about uh, Arena Sabalenka when she gets to a semi of a slam. I mean, she broke through and won Melbourne last year, but, mm. you know, got the yips in the other three semis. So I, I like Coco Goff. I really think she's playing mm. great tennis. And, yeah, uh, Xing Wenjiang of China, I think he's best equipped of those players left, the unheralded players on the other side of the draw to make it through. Just quickly on the Aussies that are left in the doubles, mate. Can you give us an update there? Matty Ebden, I think uh, he's still going. Uh, well, yeah, him and Bopana. Yeah, Rohan Bopana uh, yep. got through. So they're a big hope in the men's doubles. But, um, yeah, a bit of an upset with uh, Storm Hunter and Matt Ebden in the mixed doubles as the top seeds got knocked out last night by the Aussie Wildcards, um, Andrew Harrison. Uh, Jamie Fullis. Andrew Harris is the son of Anne Minter, who played the first ever night match when the tournament was moved to Flinders Park, as it was known back in 1988. There's a little bit of trivia for you, but um, that was a bit of an upset. But yeah, we're hoping Stormy can go all the way, certainly in the women's doubles. That'd be a nice way to win. Uh, would have been a great fortnight for her. Can I just ask BP, a bit of a question without notice. How much do the broadcasters have... Uh, and I mean radio, TV, everything, have an impact on the draw? Because I, I was, it was very unusual to see Novak in those two day matches. And I think probably for most people, the more interesting match day, I'm actually more interested in Sinner and Rublev, but do the broadcasters decide that or is that the open itself? Yeah, look, it's, it's fascinating. I'd love to be a fly on the wall sitting in the scheduling meeting because there's obviously all the, uh, the rights holders who pay, you know, big money and they all have a say at the table. Right, and okay. uh, obviously it depends who is left in the draw. And obviously, you know, with Demonor still left on Sunday, I mean, the thought I imagine would have been to put him in prime time when more eyeballs can get on that. Sunday night and, and Djokovic always has a good run, um, you know, at playing at night. So, um, you know, I think certainly, you know, he can, there's the capacity for him to play uh, during the day just to even it up for everyone. But, yeah, there's lots of stakeholders, uh, long story short, that get in there and all have their say and have, um, have a seat at the table. So it's not an easy thing to uh, try and schedule um, a day's play. Yeah, I'd be fascinated to sit in on Olympics scheduling. I remember mm. covering Tokyo 2020. And there's so and, many broadcasters. Well, and the swimming finals were in the middle of the day in Tokyo mm. because NBC in the States prioritised that as their yeah. most important mm. time slot. So yeah. Uh, magic how it all happens. But yeah, fly on the wall. Djokovic, I'm sure, isn't thrilled about it, <laughs> particularly if it's a long match in the middle of the heat. BP, as always, you're all over it down there at the Australian Open. Thanks for your time this morning. Pleasure. Thank you, team. This Australian Open update, thanks to Wilson. Get your game on and join us in celebrating the Wilson Summer of Tennis. It's SEN Summer Brekkie with Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's lawyers. And Brighton's lawyers are proud to be supporting young country music artist Lily Grace, who has just returned from Nashville. Brighton's is offering you the chance to win two tickets to Lily's upcoming show. 
Head to Bryden's Lawyers on Facebook for more details on how to win. We've been giving away prizes left, right and centre this morning, mm. Jaleesa. And there's plenty of texts coming in, 0457 736 736. What are the highlights? Yeah, Big G's got um, a couple of sports podcast recommendations. Sports Bazaar, Howie Games and the Rugby League Digest. This is a few days ago I asked him to text in with. I listen to a variety of podcasts, though. I'm big on the true crime. Okay. I love the true crime podcast. Uh, do you listen to podcasts? You told us earlier in the show that you don't do anything that's not real. Not real, no. Which is good. Podcast. Well, podcasters generally know, like the, an audio book is where you go for not real. Yeah, Do true. you listen to podcasts? Yes. I, do, I barely listen to anything else. Like, I don't listen to music Except much. Except for SEN. Yes. <laughs> yes, too. you have that on SEN in the SEN podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the podcast is actually, particularly with American sports, it's taken over my yeah. transit time. Yeah, right. And because there's not a great deal of coverage on it here, yeah. my, you know, 45-minute drive to work roughly is taken by you know, various amounts of NFL or NBA coverage. Yeah. I actually listen to a lot of things that, like, I have nothing to do with work. So I listen to a lot oh, of, yeah. like, crime and also finance. I listen to so many finance podcasts. Really? Yeah, it's really – I don't know why. Tom Petrosky. Yeah. <laughs> um, John from Coogee says, hi guys. Was it just me or both the heat strikers wearing blue? Had to think who was yeah. who on occasions. No away stripes. You never see Man U v Liverpool both wearing red. That's a good point. I agree. It's so hard visually to like just for your brain to adjust for a minute. Yeah. The strips in ice. I mean, cricket is not a, an offensive clashing Jersey sport where in football yeah, it's impossible yeah, to watch. Yeah. Cricket is still manageable, but I thought that too. Like that faded out. I actually love them in isolation. Yeah. The strips look cool. But when they're so close to each other last night and the colours of blue are so tight, yeah. it's, it did look like they were wearing all the same kit. One of my old colleagues, because um, when you're colourblind, red and blue is the thing that you yep. confuse. Couldn't see in origin, like state of origin oh, yeah. was always like the worst for oh. you. No. Well, um, pink ball test matches. There's been players at the outset when we first started playing pink yeah. ball, there's a lot of cricketers that were batting and couldn't pick up the ball. Yeah, right. Picking up pink was just not, it wasn't registering um, for them. So, and it wasn't all the time, but it was just in terms of tracking an object that's coming pretty fast at you and your job is to hit the thing. That was, that was interesting. This is a text, I think, in relation to the story that Andrew Webster had in the um, Sydney Morning Herald about the visa um, confusion, I guess, that is surrounding the NRL with some of the clubs. The clubs are confused about what the actual requirements are. Someone's texting in saying, different states have different rules in the USA. And as far as I'm aware, your record doesn't follow you to Las Vegas, whatever state that is. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Is that one of those, what happens in Vegas, stays, <laughs> stays in, in Vegas? Va is that a myth? Oh, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I don't know that, uh, no, I don't know that that's happening. Maybe don't try that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't try it. Uh, there's another one here from the Melbourne Park Yobbo. Uh, what is the situation if the BBL is rained out tomorrow night? Is there a reserve day for a rematch or do the Sixers just win a very shallow win or hollow win? Um, uh, I think that there is a reserve day yeah. and there was definitely a reserve day brought in after the World Cup stuff in the UK. Um, so we believe that there is. Uh, reserve Day was brought in with the Big Bash too after that um, final that the Sixers and the Stars had at the SCG where you could see rain all week. That mm. was infuriating because they could see the rain was happening all week. The 
venue didn't get moved. Yeah. Um, and then there was no reserve day at that point. So it ended up being a pretty boring final. The good news is I'm just looking on the weather here. Wednesday, a uh, high of 30 and a low of 25. No chance of rain. No chance of rain. No. So there'd have to be a little bit of drama. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the lines are open now. Give us a call on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 as you have been all morning. We've got plenty more prizes to give away in the last hour, half hour of the show. So give us a buzz. Time now for the news. Thanks, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Brecky here on SEN. Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps with you. We're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just joining us, the headlines this morning, Cricket Australia are investigating an incident involving Glenn Maxwell in which he needed to be hospitalised after a night out in Adelaide last week. Usman Kawaja will train with the Aussie team today, the test team that is, after being cleared of a delayed concussion and no fracture in the jaw as well, which is great news for the Aussie team. Travis Head will join the team in Brisbane today uh, and he might have to play the test under team ice isolation protocols after he tested positive to COVID. Zero doubt that he'll be playing that test match, though, no matter what transpires. Uh, Play was stopped for several minutes last night at the Australian Open during Alexander Zverev's win over Cameron Norrie after a protester got up out of a seat and threw free Palestine leaflets onto the court. Very interesting uh, how that unfolded. We were talking about how did that happen and where was the security. But anyway, uh, a scare through Broncos camp yesterday with Adam Reynolds injured at training and limping off the field. Just mentioned before the break, the phone lines are open and we have lines available right now. Give us a call on 1300 01 1170 to have a chat. Now, we talked just before we get back into the sport about personalised plates. Mm. And there's a plate in New South Wales that is up for about $10 million. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, funnily enough, I looked at this plate and I'm a picture person. I'm I'm a visual, yep. so I like a picture book. And I thought it was an eye. It's actually a one, <laughs> which makes more sense to me now. <laughs> so it I was does. like, what a random eye. Uh, it's a one. But $10 million is personalized plate, um, the most ex- one of the most expensive number plates in the world. And I mean, bidding in the first ever auction acquired $10 million, hopeful buyers still had four days and 12 hours to fight it out. So, I mean, it could go even more than that. Yeah. Why? 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 Even if you won like the, and also do you ever think about the people who bid on something like that? What, how did they get their money? Yeah. What are they doing with that? Like. They won the 150 million in a but that, That's even a, that's a decent chunk of your 150 million though. Yeah. 10 of it. That is, yeah. I mean, in house prices, the way they're going, maybe that's where you have to go with your money. What, a number plate? <laughs> number oh, so instead. someone's bought it as an investment. So you're not <laughs> buying investment houses anymore. The RBA is hiking the rates, rates up too much. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're hoping for in- uh, We got a text that came in from uh, the Shoalhaven doctor. He says, I purchased two sets of personal number plates in 2003 as part of a promotion by the RTA for the Rugby World Cup. It was an open online auction with a minimum bid of $500, and that is a fixed price. No ongoing annual fee like some plates. Well, that seems like a good deal. I got my plates for the minimum bid price. I won't give my plate numbers, but some of the other plates at auction were the ref and meat pie. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, A bit of Aussie slang in there. Uh, 
The plates are a distinctive green and white with the logo Rugby Show Your True Colours slogan on the plates. He's picked that up for a bargain. $500 yeah. set. See, that's where you might get people interested. Yeah. Yeah. Never have to pay the ongoing rego cost. Put them up on eBay now. I yeah. don't know if you can auction it. <laughs> I'm not sure you can. <laughs> Here's my number plate. Needs to be on the black market. Maybe that's a, yeah, that might be a criminal issue. Yeah. Let's not encourage that. Uh, 1300 <laughs> 011170 is the open line number. And we have a caller that we've spoken to before. It's the bag. How are you, mate? Oh, very good today, very and a very good morning to you. A bit of a late comer to the uh, cricket, I must say, just watching that recently and uh, the different genres and T20. And Caves probably go to you on this. Uh, the difference, uh, the way players would have to train to prepare for the matches between, say, T20 and and uh, you know, you limited over and then Test matches. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I think the easiest way that I can explain this is the bowlers work on alignment and tactics more so the execution of different types of bowling whereas the batters need to actually practice say a good length ball outside their off stump in a test match they're letting that go uh, and playing quite defensively or, or thinking about sustaining long periods of time at the crease whereas that same ball in t20 practice needs to be practiced to be hit out of the ground so it, it's a quite mechanical difference for batters as well as a mental change Bowlers, the action stays the same, your pace is the same, you're probably just thinking a bit more about changes of pace, slow balls, uh, and Yorkers probably, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and I'm looking at some of those batters in the uh, T20, they're pretty solid units. Yeah, Josh Brown last night, he is a solid unit. In his own terms, the way he talks about the game, he's like, yeah, I'll just give it a whack, mate. You know, good old country lad, and he smacked it out of the park last night. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I've got on the uh, Sydney Sixers bandwagon at the right time. So, uh, bloke said, who do you go for? I said, I don't know. That side looks all right. I don't like the colour green. So, I've got on the Sixers and <laughs> let's see them get up tomorrow night. Well, I've noticed that you're calling off the coast of WA. Where on the coast and what are, what are you doing? Uh, are you from Sydney? Are you like, I'm very interested in well, the backstory here. Oh, well, how long have you got? In short, <laughs> uh, I, I, I describe it as a, uh, an oil rig. We're like a floating uh, pe- uh, oil station, if you like. We oh. get oil on board and we give it to other ships. And uh, I, I live over the East Coast, and today is a great day, Julissa, because I'm getting on a helicopter in a few hours' time, and uh, I'll be down to Perth and across home to the central coast of New South Wales. Oh, geez, not a bad. It's good weather over there, too. I was just looking it up. Sunny. Well, it's been very hot down Perth, but we've had a pretty good breeze the last few weeks here, so it hasn't been too bad. But uh, I'm like a kid at Christmas time today. I'm going home for after being here for three weeks. Oh, very cool. How good, the bag. Thanks for your call. As always, mate, very insightful. Thank you very much. Take care. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, always, uh, particularly during footy season, always insightful on big picture, mm-hmm. picking up what's mm-hmm. going on, the lay of the land, mm-hmm. out on the oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we've been talking uh, all mo- all morning about favourite BBL moments in history ahead of, well, after last night, the 140 from Josh Brown for the Brisbane Heat to get his team into the final. But then the Big Bash final, some of the best moments, we're talking the Marlon Samuels, Shane Warne stuff. We've been talking about uh, the Jordan Silk catch when he was on with us a little while ago. Um, but we have another caller on the line, Khalid from Borkham Hills. I hope I've said your name right there. Good morning to you. Thanks, Trent. Good morning. How are you going? 
Yeah, we're going well, mate. What's your favourite BBL moment? Yeah, so a couple of seasons back, um, Chris Lynn, when he started going on a bit of a frenzy of hitting sixes, it was I think it was like five or six sixes in a row. Um, that was a, a big moment and a really, yeah, one of the highlights of Big Bash. Yeah, we've had a few people talking about that one in particular with the wink at the end. Uh, there's off Ben Hilfen House. There's, uh, we've actually got the audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the biggest Jesus. one. Jesus, that's got to be 120. That is massive by Chris Lynn. Number 23 for Chris Lynn. Back. Oh, 24. Again. 24. Wow. He might be up to 30 before the night's out. This is extraordinary from Chris Lynn. Hilfenhouse around the wicket. Oh. Full toss. Patrick of sixes. I tell you what, I reckon he's missed hit about three balls in this tournament, Chris Lynn. I can't remember him missing one. Six, six, down the ground. Six more. Can't be, June. Can't no be. Way. Four in a row to this superstar from Brisbane. What about this man? What about that man? The slower ball. What's going on? 24 ah. of the last four deliveries. He's gone straight down the ground. Oh, it's a low. It's oh. flat. <laughs> How good is that? Khalid, that was a magic moment in Big Bash history. So well done. We don't have any more tickets to give away, but we can give you a Signet Boost power bank valued at $45. It'll keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Thanks for bringing the nostalgia this morning, mate. Amazing. Thank you so much, Trent. Have a lovely morning. Yeah, you too. You too. We've had some great callers this morning. Plenty of uh, nostalgic moments when we're talking BBL and plenty of other stories. There'll be plenty more after the break. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. Welcome back to Summer Brekkie, powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's been a fun morning. We've, we've had lots to talk about, not all sport-related either. Uh, there's been personalised plates. We've been talking about visas to the States, mm. all sorts of things this morning. We had a text from Rob. I've got the bag in inverted commas, personalised plates. If you want to start making offers, <laughs> need to shift them, to be honest, keep getting approached by bum bag types. <laughs> Are we going to be a middleman to selling number plates oh, now? Yeah, you know the open line. Let's get you two in touch. Uh, you can talk about it. Uh, but there's plenty more texts coming in, Jaleesa, on the text line this morning. Uh, keep, keep them firing in, 0457 736 736. Yes. Hey, what's the what's the reserve day for the BBL final? A very good mate has bought me a ticket. I'll be there from Paramat. I d- let, I let me um, do the research on this while no, you do a I couple have. Hours. I don't know that it's been decided. Uh, I think there is a reserve day, but I, don't, I think that would be decided between the broadcasters and everyone if it were not to go ahead. But there's no going to be no rain. No, there's going to be no rain. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we can just park that. Mm. Just say, just turn up. You'll be good. <laughs> a good point uh, when we were talking about the colours, does it really matter in cricket where the tests they all wear right? Probably not, no. But, mm. I mean, I guess in the Big Bash we're used to seeing the colours. I think for fan engagement and entertainment yeah, proposition and things Big like Bash, that, it yeah. is an important part of it. I guess also too, uh, like, I guess cricket you're you're not having the football where you're crossing over and jerseys can get confused. But if you're trying to get the Big Bash is getting in that like non-traditional cricket watcher. Yeah. So if they're trying to sort of, I guess, still work out who's batting, bowling, blah, 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 maybe a little bit more important. Yep, definitely. And, you know, there's a lot of fans coming into stadiums, you know, that fill out surveys on the back of their attending saying that it's their first touch point with cricket is going to WBBL or BBL 
So that's an important part about it. Mm. Yeah. Talking about great BBL moments, how about Freddie Flintoff seeing Elvis Presley's in the ghetto whilst on the field? It was awesome and sends shivers up my spine each time I see that. I have that piece of footage recorded just for his talents. Fox <laughs> played it again last night. Unreal. Well, that like, is good. I mean, some of the best moments are not related to the cricket. Yeah, that That's is what the true. Big Bash is yeah. all about. Absolutely. We had another text from Jay Lenton, who's in the Sixers camp as one of the coaches, obviously played for New South Wales uh, over the years. Good morning to you, Jay. He mentioned his none not out when he had to be a replacement player <laughs> at short notice when COVID was rife. He came he in and played in the semi final. Coaching, yeah, yeah, not part of the playing list. So he was in the bubble. Yes. Yeah, so it was a dangerous place to be if you didn't want to be a replacement. <laughs> yeah, well, important, important nonetheless. They yeah, get over very lot. important. Yeah, yeah, in the semi final. So well done, Jay. Thanks for the text. Uh, just recapping a few of the big stories uh, in other sports around the globe. The NFL, uh, it was a big weekend of NFL action, uh, but yesterday the Bucks. They had been on fire, really, coming into the match. Some unexpected victories to get into the playoffs and Baker Mayfield at the helm. But the Lions were too good yesterday, 31-23. to They go through and play the 49ers next week. And then the Chiefs took on the Bills in Buffalo and they get it done 27-24. to And the Buffalo Bills, they had the opportunity to level it up with a kick for a field goal. Here's how it happened. The game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Yeah, dreaded indeed. So the Chiefs win 27-24. Josh Allen and the Bills knocked out. Uh, but Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, Jason Kelsey, and Taylor Swift move forward. <laughs> the Chiefs. Most famous family. Yes. That there is in the whole wide world. In the whole of sporting world. Uh, The Chiefs take on the Ravens next week. So the four teams remaining, the Lions, the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. So that's uh, really, we've been tackling all the sports around. Oh, One other one that we want to talk about is that the amateur. favourite one? Yes. The amateur winning the golf. Right. So this story, Nick Dunlap has become the first amateur since Phil Mickelson in 1991 to win a PGA Tour title at the American Express Tournament in California. Despite the win, he won't take home any of the $1.51 million US that goes normally to the winner. That goes to the runner-up because amateurs are ineligible for the prize. I told Hunter that, that we hadn't faced uh, much adversity yet and, and uh, you know, hitting that ball in the water on seven and it, it tested everything I had. You know, I missed missed a couple putts that I thought I was going to make and... Um, just kind of like uh, my sports psychologist, Brett McCabe, it's, I went over a, a scenario for today probably a million times, and it, it's never going to go how you plan, and, and it didn't, and I'm so happy to be standing here. So happy, no doubt, and there's some qualification on majors that comes on the back of it, but man. It's got a sting. Oh, yeah. 1.5 mil. You would think mil. so. I think it was a poor Macquarie Pearl was kind of pointed out before that probably in sponsorship and all that kind of things that are, they're going come, he'll um, he'll make that back pretty quickly. The big prize is the entry into those majors and onto yep. the PGA Tour, which he doesn't have to go through the sort of rigors of doing that now. Um, but this is my favorite story, I think, in a, 
a while. Might be my favourite story. It's early. It's early <laughs> in the year, but so far this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating how different sports do the th- things like this, and uh, you know, amateurs. It it almost takes over the tournament when they're leading or in the top five after round three. The whole yeah. world are just like, oh, come on, can you do what it? The theory is behind the no prize money. It's just I got process, wondering. I guess, isn't it? You've got to go through a process to be eligible. Yeah. Why though? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's playing the same game everyone else is. Exactly. Seems like he's done it better than anyone else. Yeah. So he deserves the prize. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> when you're talking the pub test uh, on how things work. So anyway, get those texts flying in the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. SEN Summer Brecky, Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps. We've been with you all morning talking all sorts of sport. We've been talking that unbelievable innings last night. I still cannot believe what we witnessed. Josh Brown's 140 off 57 balls with 12 sixes to get the heat into the big, Big Bash final against the sixes tomorrow night at the SCG. We've been giving away double passes to that. Glenn Maxwell's boozy night out. Mm. That's been a topic of discussion, uh, as has so many other things. It's but been nice to actually reminisce on some of the moments that you forget in the Big Bash. That's like, true. Like Warney, the Warney one was really cool. Yeah. yeah. And even hearing his voice yeah, with the audio, again, yeah. uh, that was cool. Um, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Uh, work. I'm at uh, Channel 7 today, so yeah, big day for me. Yeah, I'm off to work too. Um, We've worked and then we now go to work. Then the real job. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Smacks us in the face. Uh, Thanks to everyone for your contributions this morning. We've given away lots of prizes, as we mentioned, and we got one more. So well done to John of Coogee. You've won a double pass to the Top Fuel Drag Racing Championship at Sydney's Dragway this Friday and Saturday. Get your tickets now. Uh, Jaleesa, after nine o'clock, Matty White is back. Can't wait. Coming up, he's got Josh Philippi from the Sydney Sixers and Scott Bailey from AAP uh, amongst his guests. There's so much sport to talk about right now. We've covered the Australian Open, all the biggest headlines. Stick with us. You'll see it here on SEN. Thanks, Jaleesa. Thank you.